Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. It's such an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about our topic today. So this is a part two series in Rising from the Ashes. So our last last podcast, we talked about um, Sarah's story, and this is part two of that story. So so instead of me sharing Sarah's story, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what it means to rise from the ashes. And uh, we'll be using some, um, one of my favorite mythologies, which is the Phoenix today. Um, But primarily we're going to be talking about building resilience and taking ownership for your life and what it means to thrive versus survive. Okay, so first thing is I want to share a quote. And this is from... Alice Miller, who I absolutely love, for the whole, for the human soul is virtually indestructible. And its ability to rise from the ashes remains as long as the body draws breath. This is from Alice Miller, for your own good, hidden cruelty in child rearing and the roots of violence. So, um, so the survival of the human spirit is such an interesting topic for us to address um you know on one hand we can really explore what it means to be a survivor and to to thrive versus being a victim and the reality is is that through our life experiences we are all going to bump up against something some of us different than others so uh, one of the quotes that I absolutely love that I've quoted before is our painful experiences aren't a liability, they're a gift. They give us perspective, meaning, and an opportunity to find our unique purpose and strength. So I want you to think for a second about gifts, okay? And how sometimes there's something we bump up against that we do not want. It's the last thing we want. It might not be the way we planned life. For example, if you go back to Sarah's story where she lost everything and then had to pick up and start all over again, right? But then was able to create beauty and meaning through her ashes. And one of the things Sarah talked about in her story was gratitude, how gratitude helped her with thriving, but also making sense of life and being able to start all over again. And of course, it's something that she mentioned, she's still processing and making sense of. So again, coming back to this idea of rising from the ashes, I want to share one more quote. Um, Maybe it took the ugly things, ashes, the scrapes, the dirt to grow beautiful things. This is by Grace A. Johnson, prisoner at heart. Thinking about that, maybe it took the ugly things. So I want you to think for a moment of those things that are ugly, those things that you turn from, those things that you do not want to face, those things that are part of your life experience right now. Now, I want you to think for a minute about what it means for them to be a gift. Okay. So I'm going to give a personal example. Um, 
So there was a time in my life where I went through a pretty big transition. And so um, as a therapist and also in my life, and at that point, I decided to take up yoga, I took up mindfulness and meditation. I needed something to help me with getting more connected to myself. At that point, I was I was really raising kids. I was really engaged in taking care of them and sometimes felt disconnected from myself. Now, this path of mindfulness, this path of gaining more awareness, this path of understanding myself better actually helped me immensely in things that I faced later on in life and helped me with cultivating more compassion, more radical acceptance, even more surrender. And I think surrender is one of the most challenging experiences, but yet the most rewarding. When we can face something head on and it takes time and then even surrender, even even when we surrender to what's here without the necessarily striving to change it, or um, sometimes we go into striving or like, almost in a sense of trying to gain control by by doing all of these things, trying to avoid the pain that we're feeling. But actually when we surrender and let ourselves feel what's present, um, we are then able to gain deeper awareness and insight into our experiences. And I won one, I love one of the concepts that John Kabat-Zinn talks about. And one of the things that he talks about is mindfulness is really about loving life. And he talks about how we can't change the waves, but we can learn how to surf. So you know how you just feel like sometimes you're drowning, like things are hitting you and you don't know how you're going to get on top and you don't know how you're going to take the next step forward. So these are the moments of our growth and where we are stretched and that stretching helps us with this deeper sense of compassion and really connects us to our own humanness and the connection with other people. So it contradicts kind of our nature of what we naturally want to do when we face challenges, which sometimes is running, sometimes is, um, sometimes we go all in, sometimes we avoid whatever it is that we end up doing. Sometimes we emotionally numb or, or um, find something like shopping, right? To try to numb the pain. But these experiences are a gift. They cultivate within us a resilience that is what we need in life to be able to thrive. Now, there's two differences. So we can survive, we can thrive. And then the other thing is that we can be a victim or we can be a thriver. Instead of surviving, I'd like to think about thriving. So when we're a survivor, we're just getting through, right? We're mm, surviving is I have survived, which is incredible. Like I made it through this thing. And a thriver is like, I'm taking these pieces of pain and I'm turning them into something beautiful. And so I want to share something with you um, as we're exploring this topic. Rise up feeling all the heat, keep up chasing all your dreams to reach the destiny that you always deserve. Make your daydreams a reality. Be ready to face death and make them true. 
tell to tell a tale that deserves place aside legends. Sweat your blood to make chef champions champagne. Melt your strength to make your dreams a golden truth. To reach heights that were never thought of before. Leave all your sorrows and weaknesses. Wear a shield of courage, a suit of determination. The phoenix, the gentlest and most wonderful of its kind, memorizing beauty and brilliant color. Its cry synonymous to a lovely song, but comes time, consumes itself in its own magnificent flame, and its and from its own ashes will rise and reborn anew. This is by Kahi Monson. So um this idea of that we're all going through a rebirth. We're all going through a process um, of becoming our best selves. And because we're on this path of growth and renewal, we are going to go through times where we are rising from ashes. Sometimes that means everything falls apart and we're trying to figure out how to start all over again. Sometimes that means we face some really big challenges. We face some, some things we never thought that we would face before. I just finished a book, um, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. And I often think about the Jews and all those that were sent to the concentration camps. And I'm just, I think about that day. There's no way that they knew on that day they would be headed to the concentration camps. And yet uh, the cruelty and brutality actually became more and more severe while they were there. And the story that I read was about how love really helped. Well, not just these two people, but the story about the main character, well, and um, this girl that he fell in love with love helped them truly to survive and then afterwards well I won't spoil the story for you in case you read it but but love helped them to to survive and then later on to thrive and so this idea of what sometimes when we're rising from the ashes and everything feels like it's taken and or we're surrendering to life this is when we truly find out what we're made of so this is when we're building rules resilience. So I want to share one more thing with you. And this is something that I use all the time in my therapy sessions. Um, it's really um, a phenomenal idea to think about. So a calorie pear tree became known as the survivor tree after enduring the September 11th, 2001 terror attacks at the World Trade Center. In October 2001, a severely damaged tree was discovered at ground zero with snapped roots and burned and broken branches. The tree was removed from the rubble and placed in the care of the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. After its recovery and rehabilitation, the tree was returned to the memorial in 2010. New Smooth limbs extended from the gnarled stumps, creating a visible demarcation between the trees past and present. Today, the tree stands as a living reminder of resilience, survival, and rebirth. Okay. I love this so much because um, this remind this tree, I mean, you think about ground zero. 
And somehow this tree survived, right? Although all of its branches were broken off, it was pulled from the rubble, barely, barely making it, but yet it survived. And now it's this big, beautiful tree that you can find um, and is a monument. So how can we draw, um, what can we learn from this and what can we draw from this story? When I think about this tree, I think about the resilience that this tree had. And I think about the roots that were deeply embedded in the ground, that although ground zero happened and um, it was found in the ashes, it still had life. Okay. So sometimes we're going to feel as though there may be times where we feel as though everything's been taken from us, or it may feel like what what do I do now, right? You may feel like we barely have any life left. Yet, as we engage in nurturing activities for ourselves, when we engage in self-care and more awareness and understanding, as we're moving through these challenges, we can begin to cultivate a very beautiful resistance. We can create a life of beauty and understanding as we rise from those most difficult moments in our lives. So oftentimes we tell ourselves a story about what our experiences mean about us. So when we attach to a negative belief and then we decide because, for example, somebody harmed me, this means that I am not good enough or I don't deserve love and belonging, we may then continue on a path where we are attracting similar situations and circumstances because of the narrative we are creating and because of those situations we are attracting into our life. However, when we become aware of it and when we decide that we want something different, our spirit is then, um, our spirit, our mind, our body are all connected to finding something different. And this may take time. The road of recovery is not a one-time event. It is a process. And so when we start to become aware of what we need and start to engage in different patterns than the old ones, we are truly engaging in a rebirth process. We are truly choosing something different. And what I love about this is this is the deep soul work that we end up doing. It's this deep connection to ourselves at a deeper level than maybe we've ever gone before. And this allows us this deep growth and process with being connected. Um, One of the things I often recommend to people is to remember that we're growing and we're being stretched. So when we have experiences that happen, if we can, if we can come back to our own awareness, our own sense of self, we may be able to navigate these challenges in a different way. The other thing that I like to talk about is the importance of taking time out for ourselves, journaling, identifying our emotions, and letting ourselves move through the process. I like to check in with myself when I'm engaging in maybe um, wanting to control a situation, maybe wanting to uh, pull away from a situation or even cling to a situation. 
These are all really helpful to know and understand because it's going to help us to see what our patterns are. Mindfulness is a practice of coming back to ourselves over and over and over again. A mindfulness practice allows us to bring ourselves back to the present moment and learning and understanding what is present for us moment to moment. It also cultivates, um, well, one of the things it does is it imprints our brain in a way where we're creating new neural circuitry, where we are responding to life differently than we would naturally, or in a way that maybe our limbic system um, may have us respond in terms of reacting to life and situations instead of responding them, responding to them from a place of ease and gratitude. One of the things that we talked about in our last podcast is how gratitude can move us forward. And I am a big advocate for gratitude. Um, Gratitude has a way of helping us to see things from a different perspective. So our mind oftentimes goes to the problems. It goes to what's wrong. It goes to what needs to be fixed. Um, How can I change what's happening right now? And I think one of the reasons why that is, is because it's very helpful for us to build more circuitry by actually leaning into what we're feeling instead of pulling away from it. Leaning into the emotions and sensations that we're feeling, obviously with a lot of nurturing and and safety. But when we do that, we are building new circuitry in the brain and we are engaging with life instead of disconnecting from life. Um, so one of the ways you can do this is truly just taking five to 10 minutes a day, just with some, uh, with your breath, um, taking a moment to check in with yourself taking a moment to notice what you're sensing, feeling, and describing it instead of getting carried off in the story. So when you do notice you're getting carried off in the story, you can bring your mind back to the present. So gratitude at the end of the day, writing down a list of things that you noticed. Um, It could be something as simple as a cashier at your favorite grocery store was kind, or it could be as simple as kindness from a neighbor or um, the little things. We sometimes ignore the little things, but the little things are very important. Um, And when we can direct our attention to the little things that are happening, it can ease some of the challenges or the burden of the heavier things that we may be feeling and experiencing. So my invitation to you this week is um, to start a gratitude practice if you haven't. And even if it's just thinking at the end of the day of a few things that you're grateful for. The other thought that I have, or the other thing that I would encourage you to do is think about resilience. So resilience is our ability to move through challenges and learn from them and grow from them and rise from them, just like the Phoenix. So this process of rising means acknowledging, accepting what's present here, and what do I want to learn from it, and how do I want to grow 
in my resilience. And when you think about the image of like the survivor tree and you think about the image of the phoenix, this is truly how we can rise by like starting off with what we have. Like what what do I want to cultivate more of? Okay, so maybe I have a strength with compassion. Maybe I have a strength with, um, you know, it could be anything like education, uh, crafts, reading, um, whatever it is that you do. And then you can add to these things by acknowledging what your strengths are and then growing those strengths. The way that we overcome a lot of our, when we get really focused on like our lack, we're going to have a hard time with connecting with what's going well and what's good about us. So when we focus on our lack or we focus on all the mistakes we make, then um, we can get stuck in a pattern of not seeing ourselves as we truly are. But when we can focus on what gifts do I have and what can I grow more of? How can I build my own resilience? We're going to cultivate more resilience and we truly are going to be able to rise and thrive. So I want you to think about a couple of more things. Um, there's a couple of th- more things I want to share. I want you to think about times where you find yourself getting stuck in a victim pattern, like life is happening to me and I have no control over it. And then the second thing I want you to do is focus on a thriving and empowerment mentality. Like, um, how can I take ownership for my life and how can I create more resilience? And what are my gifts and strengths that I want to um, focus on and even multiply? Anything that we overcome comes back to our faith in ourselves and our capacity to grow and thrive. And the last thing that I recommend is getting connected with any kind of spiritual practice. For some people, that is truly connecting with the environment around them. For other people, it truly is um, a support system. And for others, there's a faith-based community or maybe even a religion that they are connected to. Whatever yours is, I encourage you to find a way to get connected. I even have people who um, talk with me about their spiritual practice being yoga or meditation. So finding a way to get connected to those things that inspire you, even if it is five to 15 minutes a day. Um. It is always such an honor to be with you. I am going to include the survivor tree information in the show notes, um, as well as the poem that I shared and some of the quotes. If you um, have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. And um, I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe, and if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.